2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of and audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and Lower, lower, loopy, loopy, lower. Welcome to the Not Even Nice Show. I'm your host, Rom Shooter. It is Thursday, which means our dear friend Mark Lupo joins us. Hey, Loopy, are you there? Another Thursday with Loopy Lou. Loopy Lou, we love our Thursdays with Loopy Lou, and I also feel when we get you, we also get your mom, Doris, your brother Jonathan. It's like a package deal. The entire Lupo's.
1: We signed a contract with you. I mean, we're all involved.
2: <laughs> it's like Melissa Rivers and Joe Rivers. Like if you use the book Joe, and you had to book Melissa. Shh! Don't say anything. <laughs> But you had to sort of it's take true. Melissa. That was the, the deal. That's not you now and your mom. When you want Mark, you gotta have Doris. Well, we love having you too, Doris. Let's jump into the show. There's so much to gossip about. But before we do that, Mark, mm-hmm. I'm told that you met Lizzo.
1: Yeah, I was in the audience of Watch What Happens Live, and Lizzo was the guest. I have a friend who's a producer there, so I got the in. And Robbie was so fun. She was drinking tequila before the show started. She was drinking tequila during the show, during commercial breaks. She was dancing, fanning herself. It was one of the best experiences I've had in recent times.
2: Was she on the whole half hour when he books a guest as big as Lizzo, she gets the entire show by herself?
1: Yeah, the whole show, it was all about her. And then halfway through, her manager on the spot was like, everyone in the audience is getting Lizzo tickets. What? Yeah, so I'm going to Lizzo's concert at MSG in the fall.
2: That's a really good manager that's really. a really good manager because mm-hmm. the audience is small at that show bet it's only about 100 people so it's a cheap way of getting everybody really excited and then on camera you're all going to love her at that little bit more exactly which does translate to the audience at home tell me about the fan so she had a big fan an electric fan or was it a, 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 a paper one how did she fan it, it, yeah, herself
1: yeah she had a handheld electric fan oh. so she was hot yeah. you know she's hot and then she's it's very hot she's dancing the lights and everything and yeah. drinking and she's just yeah. fanning her like walking around with this fan every time the the camera went off she would just fan herself it was so funny did she
2: have an assistant do it like Jayla would not do that an assistant would do it for her like Mariah Carey I imagine she has somebody on staff who just carries a fan but Lizzo does her own fanning?
1: I think Lizzo's one of us. So she did. She <laughs> held it herself. And then when the commercial break went back, she gave the fan to her assistant.
2: Oh, I see. She passed it to the assistant. Yeah. Passed it to her Doris, so to speak. Her Doris. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and then she was handed it
1: back immediately. Exactly. Oh, what fun. Yeah. What
2: time do they tape that show?
1: So it, uh, it, t- it taped around noon. So we're all drinking before the show. So we're all <laughs> buzzed, like, in the this middle is- of the day. <laughs> The audience drinks too, which is so fun. No! Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, when he gets a superstar, he pre tapes them. So, The Housewives, I think he does at 11 o'clock at night.
1: Yeah. But, Lizzo, he did. That's a lot of drinking at noon. A lot of where, drinking at noon. Where did you
2: go afterwards? I, I like drinking at noon, but then at one o'clock, I'm like, well, why do I do that?
1: Well, we went out to the West Village and drank more, <laughs> <laughs> as one <fun> does.
2: <laughs> what a fabulous, fabulous night. Hey, Lizzo, if you're listening, hello, hello, hello. Oh, tell me about Andy. How's Andy? I would imagine that you catch his eyes because the type of guys Andy Cohen has liked in the past look a little like
1: you. Yeah, so incidentally, I was sitting next to Andy's best friend, who was a producer from Wendy Williams for many years. So Andy, he kind of said hello to me, but not really. Right. I think it depends on his mood, how he feels. Right, mm-hmm. and that
2: mood, I can say it, you can't, because you'll never get tickets again. Can go up and down. Up there and I down. said it, you didn't. <laughs> up and yeah. down. Okay, let's jump in to our show. What time is it, my friends? It is tea time. This is such a creepy story at the top <laughs> of the show. We've got to do it. Elon Musk's father, he's 76 years old, is ready to donate his sperm to quote high-class women, uh. so brace yourself, there's going to be a new generation of musks. The Tesla boss's father, his name is Errol, of course he is, has been asked to donate his sperm on several different occasions. Just days ago, he <laughs> confirmed that he does have a secret second child, ooh, this, with his own stepdaughter. So uh. he's confirmed he does have a secret child with his stepdaughter, and now... People want his sperm because they think it contains the genius, the genius genes that created the world's richest man. He said the following quote, I've got a company who want me to donate my sperm to impregnate high-class women. They say, why go to Elon when you can actually have the person who created Elon? Ooh, so (laughs) Errol is the father to at least seven different children from three different women. And he has not ruled this out saying, quote, why not? This is just so creepy, Mark, but sort of uh, what we might expect from the musks.
1: You know, this is disturbing. I agree, creepy. I was reading more about it last night and Mm. I learned that he met his stepdaughter when she was just four years old. So he helped raise her. And so that it, the fact that they had a, you know, this romantic relationship, they had two kids, I'm told that Elon is actually, they're they estranged. They don't speak yes. any longer because of this. Mm-hmm. So um, this story is very creepy. I, I hope he reconsiders. I don't think the world needs any more sperm from him. <laughs> he, he's impregnating enough women. We're, we're good on this. But I think we're good on this. And the other thing with this is he
2: doesn't understand uh, biology. For instance... Michael Lohan and Dina Lohan mm-hmm. created Lindsay. Yeah. But they also <laughs> created Ali and lots of other kids. Lots of who others. Who are not quite as talented. Mm-hmm. And so, if you look at your own family, you've got Jonathan Mark, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. you have different skill sets. We do. I adore Jonathan, so we're not saying anything <laughs> bad about Jonathan here, but there's different skill sets. Yes. So, just because you have the same DNA, the same parents, doesn't mean you're going to get the Elon genius, billionaire genes. Does that make sense?
1: You know, it does. And, and part of me feels like it's not about Elon. It's about him and his weird need to like re-pop- or to populate the world yes, with his sperm. Yes, talk it's, about that. It's weird. It's, it's almost a-
2: ego, isn't it? It's yeah. like recreating the world in your image. It is so wacky, so creepy. It brings us to our poll question of the day Elon Musk's dad is ready to donate his sperm. Would you be interested in receiving <laughs> it? That's the question. <laughs> would, you like, would you like it? There you go. Take a <laughs> vote on our Twitter page at Naughty nice Rob, or our Facebook page Naughty Gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow where I'm sure I'm going to have
1: complaints to hear your results. Hey, Mark, mm. what are you working on? Yeah, so I got some juicy news about Prince Harry. Harry and mm. Meghan Markle. Mm. <laughs> okay, so get this. Netflix plans to drop Meghan and Harry's upcoming docuseries around the same time as The Crown. Ooh. Ooh. So, mm. so multiple sources confirmed to our friends at page six that, quote, there's a lot to organize and a lot of things at play here. Netflix wants to make sure they get in there and don't get scooped by Harry's upcoming memoir. Oh. So sources are also saying... That Netflix and Meghan and Harry don't exactly see eye to eye in the docu-series release. Netflix wants to drop the show right after The Crown in November, while Meghan and Harry want to wait until 2023. Ooh. But here's the other problem. So yeah. meanwhile, Harry's memoir is apparently coming out prior to The Crown. Mm-hmm. So Rob, mm-hmm. this is a lot going on here. What do you think?
2: yeah often celebrities try to do this when they don't totally believe in all their individual projects they package them together so mm-hmm. if you're a singer you might have your movie and your soundtrack come out the same week Lo's done that in the past i think she was the first person ever to have a number one record and a number one movie yeah fantastic it worked for her but other people have done it and it hasn't worked out quite so well so do you overexpose yourself do you do it all at once Do you do it piecemeal Mm -hmm. this is a question that lots of publicists managers pr people have you sit around a conference room and you plan out the timing and what you want to do is you want to pick a date that is the best advantage for all these projects so we're all going to be talking about the crown it's a huge hit this season gets frighteningly close to harry and william and so do they put out their own show at the same time I think that might be a good idea. It might be overkill. His books coming out too. I think this might all be a little bit too much, Mark. Where are you on this?
1: Yeah, so I kind of agree with you. Last night I was with some friends who work in the media, and we were talking about this. I mean, I kind of feel like they've cheapened themselves to a point now mm. where we're just kind of over it. They've done everything. They're making all these appearances. They're constantly talking out. The kind of the mystery of it all is kind of lost now on 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 them and. I don't know that I care as much. Like I do I do plan to read the memoir. I'll watch the docu-series. But after that, what else is there to say?
2: Yeah, what else is there to say? It is interesting, isn't it? You know, I know some of the morning shows have this discussion too. And the Today Show used to just be two hours. I loved every minute of it. Now I think it's four hours. Four hours. And there's just a little bit too much for me to watch all day. I can't give four hours mm-hmm. away every single day. GMA talked about this too. They've expanded to a third hour, but it doesn't always work, run straight after the first two hours. Mm-hmm. Do you dilute your brand is what I'm saying. is that. Is there too much? When we started this podcast, Mark, we were used to doing an hour show at Derek and Romaine. And iHeart were the geniuses who said, do 20 minutes. And if you do an hour, people don't have time to listen to it. And then some people feel like you've got to catch up and I've missed some of it so they don't come back. So there's, there's a science to this. And I'm sure their team will work it out. Netflix, too. You have to remember this. Netflix doesn't care about the book. They care about their project. Yes. So you all have to figure out, too, when people give you advice, why are they saying that? Netflix don't necessarily care about Meghan and Harry. They care about their Meghan and Harry project, and they want that to do really well. I think, I think they're a bit overexposed. I'm getting uh, a little bit, not sick of them, but it's they're not quite as exciting as they once were.
1: Yeah, and Netflix isn't kind of not what it once was. You know, they yeah, have to, they've laid up a lot of people. They're cutting back on their content. I think they need to hit and they need you know, hit. they're be- they're they need betting hit. on this. Yeah. I'm also told
2: too uh, oh, that their project is not quite as interesting as we want it to be um, they're not dishing on there it's not watch what happens live there's no gossip there's uh, no pleading the fit. i know i know boring. fingers crossed hey moving <laughs> along christy brinkley who never ages is talking about who she would like to be uh, deserted on an island with <laughs> so she did an interview of social life magazine and she said the person she would like to be uh, on a desert island with is Bear Grylls. You yeah. know him. He's the British adventurer from Man vs. Wild. <laughs> she said he could take me out for a sale. He's got a great sense of humour mm-hmm. and a zest for life. Now, it's a very good question, isn't it? Because when you say, who do you want to be on a desert island with, you immediately think of sex and romance. Yes. But should you think, too, about survival skills? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so who would you pick, Mark? Would you pick somebody that made you happy and smile romantically, or, or somebody that could catch and cook you a fish?
1: I think, Rob, I think we, I would pick you, and we could do this podcast we could do this podcast <laughs> seven <laughs> days a week. The
2: island. <laughs> I mean, I think we'd have fun for about two hours, but I don't think either one of us could feed ourselves or each other.
1: It would be a disaster.
2: It would be a disaster. It'd be a disaster. Total disaster. Who would I pick? I mean, Bear Grylls is a pretty good choice because he's both. He's really cute to look at. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. And he also is a survival expert. Christy Brinkley is a smarty pants. So when I was reading this, I was like, oh, you know, maybe Brad Pitt, George Clooney, they're the obvious choices. Maybe Julia Roberts would be fun, although she (laughs) might be a bit boring. Um, Jen Anderson, she could be a bit boring Boring. too. Julia Roberts. But I think Julia, you know... Sandra Bullock. But uh. I think Sandra's more interesting in the movies than in real life. Like, I don't think she can really drive that buzz through the streets and not have a crash. Yeah. Or is that maybe speed? Like Tom yeah. Hanks? Like, he's or done Tom this Oh, Tom Hanks. Done, he's done it before. before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because of Wilson. I don't think I want to kiss Tom Hanks.
1: Mm, no. Mm, Pass. No.
2: And mm. I may be one of those Helms Hemsworth brothers.
1: <laughs> that's maybe a good. That's of, a good one. I like that. Uh, Chris
2: Pratt. Maybe Chris Pratt. Mm. Not, no, for, not for me. I know people have a, <laughs> feelings about Chris <laughs> Pratt. Who would you who would you want to be on a desert island with? And are you picking somebody who can provide for you or, or are you picking somebody that is really cute, which actually might be a bigger question in life? Yeah. My sister Christine used to always pick the cute boys who were awful. But she always had a cute boyfriend. Uh, Her boyfriends were always model looking, Mm -hmm. uh, but they were just not very nice. I had really nice guys who were nice looking too. Uh, yeah. But for me, they had to be a nice guy. Where are you, Mark? You like the pretty boys.
1: I have a, 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 an attraction to like really toxic men. Like just bad, bad behaved men. And it's such a problem for me because I'm not, I'm nice. And like then it always becomes a problem in the end. But it's it's fun while it lasts, you know.
2: It's fun. You're going to pick someone horrible <laughs> on this island. They'll be really cute, but they'll be just awful. Just toxic. awful. yeah. Oh, Mark, hey, moving along, what's going on with Chloe Kardashian and her toxic
1: man? Uh, yes, so Chloe, after a nearly a week long social media hiatus, she's back. And she's returned to the gram sharing several photos of her and her four year old daughter, True, having fun in the sun. Oh. oh so in the pic she captioned it me and my best girl making the best <laughs> memories. Oh that was on July 19th before <laughs> and she made it very clear that her kids will always be her priority. She said I will forever have your back, my angel girl. Sweet. So sweet. sweet. Now, this is came right before um, the news broke that she was expecting her second child with Tristan Thompson mm. via a surrogate. Mm. Rob, this is such a messy situation. What do you it's think? It's
2: messy. It's messy. I understand just focusing on the kids. And I think a lot of people do this when they have trouble in their romantic lives. They just focus on the kids. But the problem is with that is that burying your head in the sand, so to speak, never really works out. So focusing on the kids, it's important. But you need your life too chloe <laughs> your, your whole life can't be your children i mean you know what i mean like my mom and dad they had five kids they like each other more than they like us though like they like us they're very happy when we're around they love their kids my mom would rather be with my dad yeah. and i think that's a really healthy relationship yes. you don't want a parent who wants you more than their partner because that's not good. You have to grow up like that little girl one day is going to leave. She's going to have her own life. They can still be very close. I want Chloe to meet her person and I don't want it to be her daughter.
1: I know and I think that will only happen when she finally lets this go. Like let Tristan go because you cannot move on and find someone else until you clear the frequencies for yourself.
2: Isn't that the truth? Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But nice Show. I'm Rob Schroeder with our dear friend, Mark Loopy Lupo. Hey, Lupo. Let's get to the polls. <laughs> Yesterday we talked about Ben Affleck's oldest daughter, Violet, decided that she did not want to go to her dad's wedding with Jennifer Lopez. So his eldest daughter, I think she's 16, said, no, 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 I'm not going. <gasps> Ooh, are you surprised? Let's have a look. 70% are not surprised. You think at 16 years old, you can make your own decisions and choosing not to go is, I guess, her right. So you are not surprised. I think I'm not surprised either. Had this been a big traditional wedding in LA, uh, I would have been more shocked. But, but for my dad and Jennifer Lopez to jump on a private plane and head to Vegas, and it all seems very last minute, and do I, do I want to jump on the plane and they're going to get married at, is it 12.30, like... Practically one o'clock in the morning. I think I might have passed two.
1: Yeah, you have to remember too. Like these two, Ben has been over the years had a lot of struggles. You know, he's not your typical dad, maybe. And he's, you know, they've been. These kids have been through a lot. And and so I don't, I don't I've blame seen her. It all. Yeah, they've seen it they all. They know it all. Yeah, because the
2: internet, they know everything now. So whatever's happened, they know. And they are very close, particularly the oldest daughter, Violet, with her mother, yes. Jennifer Gardner. Yes. And so it is complicated. Even in the most perfect circumstances, and the per- the circumstances are never perfect, this is trickier. When your father marries somebody else, like, do you stay at home with your mom? Or do you go to the wedding? Or, you know, I'm sure Jennifer Gardner would be like, go, go, you decide. But it's still complicated.
1: I mean, she has to be relieved, though. She's like, oh, "Ben is yeah. your problem, J Lo. Oh, I am all the way oh, out of this." <laughs> oh,
2: you know what? Though I fear, I fear Jennifer Gardner
1: knows that if this all falls apart, she'll have to pick up the pieces. She'll be taking him to the Jack in the Box again. She, again. That's what she does. Again. Yeah.
2: Can you imagine? Like you said, you like toxic guys. I do. So you can imagine. Like oh, I just, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be there for this. I wouldn't be there. If you called me at 1 in the morning all messed up, I'd probably have to do it, but I'd be, like, so angry about it. She'll be there. She'll be She'll there. She'll be there. She'll be there. Hey, go vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page, at Naughty Nice Rob, or our Facebook page, Naughty Garza, and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our
1: nicest of the day. Oh. oh Rob, it's Prince William and Kate Middleton. Oh. 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 The couple is heading to Boston. What? Oh. What? Let me explain. What? I know. It's crazy. So, Prince William and Kate Middleton are bringing the Earthshot Prize to the US. After previously announcing the second Earthshot Prize Awards ceremony will be taking place in the US, the couple revealed the exact location, sharing their heading to Boston in December. December? That's not that far away! And they haven't been here since 2014, Rob.
2: Oh, oh, almost wow, ten that's years. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Why that is Do you think
2: Harry and Meghan will be in Boston that weekend? Will oh, they
1: invite them? That is a really good Ooh. question. I think that they'll. If, they, if they're not invited, they'll somehow find their way there. <laughs> it's just you know, how they, a tough
2: one. Or after Boston, do Kate and William fly to LA to say hello?
1: I don't see them doing it. To be I honest, I don't see that it. happening. No. Uh, William
2: is mad. He's mad. He's mad. It's not happening. He's really mad. Mm-mm. And if they're there, they'll be worried that Meghan's going to steal their thunder. Uh. You know, I don't think Meghan and Harry will go to Boston that weekend. I think they'll come to New York, and I think she'll wear an amazing dress <laughs> and she'll be photographed walking in and out of Hamilton or something like that. You know what I mean? She'll, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, there'll yeah, be some yeah. sort of press stunt, and oh, it is. Messy, messy, messy. Hey, at least these two are coming here. Welcome to the USA, William and Kate. Now, our naughty is the day, naughty, 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 naughty. Amber Rose is saying, of course she saw Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's divorce coming. Amber Rose used to date Kanye, and she did an interview with TMZ, and she was asked about Kim and Kanye's divorce, and she said, absolutely, <laughs> she saw it coming. And then she went on to say, we're completely different. I grew up poor in Philly. Kim grew up rich and privileged and she said she, she knew their divorce was coming but she, she's happy that Kim seems happy now. I don't know if it's always the best look talking about your ex. I might have passed on that question.
1: I I always pass on those questions Uh, I don't think it's necessary I don't think it's kind it's it's just move on let it go just move
2: on and even when you're asked them like she didn't bring it up she was asked about it and the only reason we're going to interview Amber Rose let's be honest is to talk about Kanye West the last time I interviewed her it was years ago and I wanted to talk about Kanye West and she did it was delicious and then when she left I was like I don't know if she should have done that I'm glad she did. It was yeah. juicy for me. And she got very intimate about certain signs of uh, of Kanye's talent, shall we say. Oh, and God. so she was like, she she, she really spills. Not a good look, Amber, if you're listening. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, before we go, let's have a moment of Rob. You get a rub. you get a rub. you get a Rob. So this is a quote today of all people from Meghan Markle. I love this quote. We just need to be kinder to ourselves. If we treated ourselves in the way we treated our best friends, can you imagine how much better off we would be? This made me really think about it, because I treat my friends really well. I'm kind to them, mm-hmm. and I support them, mm-hmm. even sometimes when their dreams are a bit wacky. <laughs> I don't tell them. I really support them. I'm not as kind to myself. If we were as kind to ourselves as we are our best friends, the world would be a better place, would
1: it truly would be, Rob. It's great advice, and I think I'm going to take a little uh, piece kind of... kind today, Mark. Exactly. Be kind. Yes, be kind. When you
2: tell yourself something ridiculous today, pretend I told it you, and you'll be like, that's a great idea. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it's a great idea. Hey, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Mark show. That sounds lovely. A production of I Radio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can, they really do help. And remember, all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be
1: nice. nice. Uh-huh.
2: Take care, everybody. It's naughty
0: but nice with raw. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.